Hey girlfriends, I'm Gwen. As someone that has over 20 years of experience in sales while studying the psychology, I just want to skip right over to a two-part series that I'm going to be doing, starting with introducing you to my very dear and near friend, Victoria Marcoulier. She is the owner of Brandwell Design and also the owner of the Branding Business School and I just think that our connection and our history is rich with grit and tenacity and honestly the um, goal of building meaningful connections and relationships. You've heard me time and time again telling you that selling can feel like lighting someone's soul on fire and that they come back to you years later because they remember how you made them feel. And this is a really great example of that. So without further ado, here's part one. Hope you enjoy. Let's dive into this episode. All right, girlfriends, you are in for a really big treat, and I am so excited um, to have one of my dearest friends on this call with us today. And um, we are—we got so much to talk about. But first, uh, I want to formally introduce you to my very good friend, Victoria Marcoulier. That is a big, big last name. I don't know that I've ever gotten it right, um, even after years and years of working with you, Victoria. But I just want to thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, thank you, Gwen. I could not be more excited to talk with you today. Oh, my gosh. Well, so I, you know, as we lean into our grit and we lean into our tenacity here on this podcast, um, I've talked a lot about you without naming you um, as part of just really kicking off and starting this journey. Um, and I'm so grateful that you're on. And I really, what you're doing in the in the space of female entrepreneurs is so powerful. And I wanted to highlight your story um, as we lean into our grit and tenacity and then help us kind of build up to where we are today and all the exciting things that you have going on um, and how really, you know, it's the power of connectivity. I think I've always heard um, when you're job interviewing or just growing up, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And uh, I think that that rings true here, but it's also about the connectivity, right? And um, the the friendship and being authentic and leaning into that. So, so excited that you're here. Um, tell us a little bit about you and uh, you have two businesses and how you got to Brandwell, some of the struggles and strife there and um, how we landed on uh, the Branding Business School. Okay. So we'll start in college. I'm not going to take you back to literal day one, but um, rewind about, I guess it's been about 12, 13 years since I went to school. I actually studied marketing in school. So I studied advertising, public relations, and I instantly fell in love with it. And I think maybe Gwen, uh, skipping ahead a bit, but I think why I resonated with you so much is something that I love about marketing and design is the way it impacts buyer decision, the psychology of why we buy things. And I remember, you know, having classes on that a decade ago in college and just finding that so fascinating. Um, and that led me to finding a job that we met at, which was a marketing firm. And, um, you know, I, Gwen worked in the sales department. I worked in the websites and the online management department. And Gwen and I just instantly hit it off. Um, and, you know, I, I think what I realized at that job is we're always trying to find our sweet spot, you know, and I think what I realized at the job was my sweet spot was when I was able to take strategy, 
but also make it beautiful. Um, and I think that's where, you know, if we press fast forward on my story, I, I did work at that company for four years um, and climbed the quote unquote corporate ladder right alongside Gwen. We were both very ambitious. We were always, you know, at the hotel rooms at our retreats sharing, you know, what our goals were, what we wanted to do at that company. Um, so I think Gwen and I, we, we ended up both being on the executive team at that company. And Gwen really took me under her wing. I, you know, you're intimidated, you know, coming onto an exec team at 22 years old. And, um, I remember Gwen just always reminding me that I shouldn't let people look down on me because of my age. Um, but that I was smart and that I had a lot to bring to the table and really my, my business now, our, our mission is to help women show up confident. And I feel like so much of my confidence was brought at that job with people like you letting me know that even in my young twenties that I had something worthy to bring to the table. So, um, that job was, was very, very transformative in my career. And, uh, I learned there that I loved pairing, you know, strategy and marketing with design. Um, and I think that's where the idea for Brandwell came about. We were designing for physical therapy practices there, and, uh, that just wasn't really my vibe for lack of a better term. Um, I had this dream of getting to work with, other creative women like me, I saw a lot of my friends starting businesses, but not knowing how to build the website. And I was like, what if I could come alongside them and help them build their website? So it was very natural progression of freelancing in the evenings and on the weekends um, until Brandwell was born. So that's, that's the first half of my story where I built Brandwell. I'm going to stop you right there for a second too, because I have to put my, my perspective spin on that part of the story. So um, if you ever met anybody that you're like, wow, this person is sharp and, um, you know, you just know that they're going places. And I have to tell you, Victoria, and I think I've shared this with you too, but like, you just were always somebody that I was like, oh my gosh, you could conquer the world. And it's just how you presented yourself and how you articulated yourself. And I just knew that you were going to do great things. Um, and so I was a champion of yours from the get go. And, um, I think there was some imposter syndrome that you and I both had to, to work on. And I, and I feel like we, um, built one another up. I mean, age is, is just that it's a number. And, but I think like, if you, um, have the grit and, and you have, um, the permission to lean into your authentic self, right. I think that's the perfect formula for just, um, really living up to, to what you're called to do. And I, you just have never, stopped, right? You've just always moved forward. And I think you've had a really clear vision of what you wanted for your life. Um, and you've got an incredible work ethic. And so, um, you know, I'm just so happy for you. And when you left to go pursue this full time, it was no surprise. And I just knew that you would be so incredibly successful on this. And I do have one memory where, um, I was in a, in a leadership training in Arizona and I was texting you and I was like, Victoria, I was like, why are we working for somebody else? Let's go and do something together. <laughs> and I had no idea that you were hustling, you know, um, but behind the scenes and your response to me was like, I'm listening. <laughs> and then like six months later, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, and so, but, and, but here we are collaborating and here working together yeah. and it's just, it's all about timing. Right. And it's all about, um, just, yeah, the connections. And so, uh, I'm glad that you brought that back up. I absolutely, I, I do remember when you sent that text and it's funny. Cause obviously, you know, I got Brandwell off the ground and 
And then I ended up hiring you, which we can talk about, you know, you came in and, and worked with me and then now members of my team. Um, and now you you have your business and I'm coming in. So we we aren't necessarily in business together, but we have businesses that are, you know, mutually promoting each other. And I love that. This is like a full circle moment after 10 years. To brand well. And yeah. And so just to harp a little bit on what you just kind of led into there, um, we did. And so how we got to where we are now is you had reached out to me. Um, you talk a little bit about how you were at the point where like, I've gotten myself as far as I can go in this area. And now I need a coach. Right. Well, I think um, I, I say this all the time, but the fatal flaw of entrepreneurs is that we try and do everything ourselves. And I, I started uh, at a very early stage in my business outsourcing, um, bringing in other experts to do the things that I wasn't super great at. Um, and I saw that that really benefited not just me and my sanity and my time, but it benefited my business. Um, now, my parents were entrepreneurs. My dad, you know, built a successful company a couple times over and sold them. And maybe I owe it to him that I learned this lesson early on um, where I didn't try and do everything myself for so long and really stifled the growth of my business. But uh, one of the things that maybe doesn't necessarily stand out as something that you need to hire for or get help for, um, yet it's something that every entrepreneur has to do, is sales. And I remember, you know, I had built Brandwell up. I, I probably reached out to you about two and a half years ago, maybe. So I was about two and a half years into running my online service-based business of branding and website design. And uh, we had a steady stream of leads coming in every month. And I, um, you know, was reaching out, I was getting on sales calls, I was trying to do what I thought at the time were good follow ups. <laughs> and I just realized and really, I had a good conversion rate, I was closing a lot of the people that I talked to. Um, but I still felt like I'm sure I'm leaving money on the table because I have no professional experience in sales. And Gwen was the obvious person for me to call because you know, working with her on that exec team for years, really, um, I often sat under her trainings to the sales team and just to the exec team on what our strategies were to not only bring in new leads to the company, but how to, you know, close those leads and then how to make sure that they uh, were receiving a final product that was in line with what we were promising. Um, and Gwen has just always had this way about her. I mean, you guys hear it listening to the podcast, but so well-spoken, so articulate, and can really tell a story and captivate. And I remember her talking about, you know, how uh, we all are in sales. You know, we all got this job, didn't we? We have a spouse or a boyfriend or, you know, a significant other, and we sold ourselves to them, right? And I remember her really inspiring me that, like, I could learn to sell. Like, there are, are things that I could learn that would make me better at selling, even though by trade, I was more of a designer, a creative. And so I called Gwen. Um, a couple of years ago, really just trying to get, I, I think, more confidence and more like motivation to what can I say differently on calls or how do I respond if somebody says something that throws me for a loop? Um, what I did not expect that within six months, the revenue of Brandwell was going to double. Um, but that is what happened. I don't just say that as like a, a clickbait, you know, phrase, but um, I remember I'm just blown away. I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> Every time you say yeah. that, my heart jumps a beat. Like, I'm just so happy for yeah. you. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I think I remember, um, I think I remember saying to you something like, you know, okay, I would really love to be able to hit $20,000 yep. a month. 
um, in sales. Like that's my goal. I had a much smaller team at the time. Um, that certainly wouldn't cut it for us today. <laughs> but I was 30,000 in one month, you know, and yeah. that became a and new then, um, norm. You know, Gwen, within a couple of months, we were, we were closing dollars $40,000 uh, worth of business. And really what was cool is the, the number of leads did not change. Um, my leads were staying the same, but Gwen taught me some really valuable strategies on um, how to approach the consult call, how to follow up, um, how to address different hesitations. And she made me a much better salesperson. So um, that I'm you know, forever grateful to her for. And then she has since come in to teach my COO who does a lot of our sales now. And then you're obviously teaching a module at the Branding Business School too, which we're getting incredible feedback on. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I'm so incredibly proud of you. And I think, but you have to be coachable, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. And you've always have been a learner um, and you've always been so willing to um, say, okay, I'm open to different perspectives and you also are willing to try it. Right. Uh, And that's why it was so successful. It had little to do with me and all to do with you implementing just what I suggested, right? Um, and what you probably already knew and what and most people already probably know, but it's just a different thought and a different way to like, you know, hear something or see something that clicks and then it takes off from there. So, so great, grateful for the opportunity to be a part of that journey with you, Victoria. You have no idea um, how much it means to me to just um, see you so successful. So I just wanted to say that. Lauren's amazing. I love your COO too. That has been an awesome journey. Um, and so take us to, okay, so you have a, a one child at this point now. Um, I think you were getting ready to go on maternity leave um, when I think you were looking at uh, bringing on um, someone to come in and help with the sales, right? You want to take a step back. So we worked on a lot of systems and processes so that person could kind of come in and have a repeatable um, mm-hmm. sales process and you wouldn't have to worry about you know, you, again, if you walked away, right, from the business, it's all going to crumble. And so that was a part of what your strategy was and, and what we've been continuing to, to build and work on. And you had your second little girl, beautiful little girl. And now you're like, okay, chapter three of my life or whatever it is, right? Next yeah. chapter. Tell us what that looks like and how you got to the branding business school. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit about yeah having babies and how that ties into business. So you know, we're starting businesses in different seasons of life. Like you have a 10 year old and, um, I imagine it's a little different. He's in school, right? Like five days a week. And I was trying to get my business off the ground to put it in perspective. I quit my full-time job while I was pregnant with my first. So I don't know a life of, uh, entrepreneurship with that doesn't include babies (laughs) and being postpartum. Um, so Perhaps that too is part of why I was more willing to let go of some control. Um, and it was the only way to to make it happen, you know? Um, so anyways, I, yes, I was, was getting really good at outsourcing. I had designers handling designs. I had social media people handling social media. You know, I had a, a built up a good team that was helping me run Brandwell, but sales was the only thing I had never given up control on. And that's probably true for most entrepreneurs. You know, we we can't ever trust anyone to sell our product like it's their own because it's not. Um, and there, you know, Gwen, you've even just helped me come to terms with that, that like no one will have the authority to sell brand well, like I will, because it's my company, but it doesn't mean we can't train people up to still 
have excellent close rates and, and to really do a great job handling these conversations with potential clients. So um, I was, you know, I had a, a two and a half year old. I was pregnant at the time. I was really setting up Brandwell in such a way that um, my my big goal actually for 2023 was that Brandwell would operate with or without me. Um, and so I had pretty much accomplished that except for the sales piece. But as our business grew, the number of leads were growing. And I was finding that I, even though I wasn't doing a lot of these other tasks in my business, sales and marketing was an enormous role that I was handling on my own. Um, and so it actually, I, I wish I could say that I had it all set up before my maternity leave, but I had met with my COO. We had gone over a whole list of things she was going to be taking off my plate while I had my baby. Um, but I told her I would still be handling sales calls. Wasn't quite ready to give that up. And then I brought home my second and we got our first lead about two days after I gave birth. And I, I couldn't do it. I just felt like, what am I thinking? There's no, these babies aren't on schedules. Like how, how am I going to know if she's going to be up or needing to feed or, you know, I've got a two-year-old here as well. So I remember, um, Lauren came over, my COO came over to meet my newborn. And I said, Hey, <laughs> how would you feel about hopping on a sales call? She had zero training, had never done this a day in her life. Um, but one thing I got to give her credit, she's always up for a challenge and she was like, sure, tell me what to do. So we had a quick powwow as she was holding my newborn and, um, she, she ended up taking that call and closing the client on our full high ticket offer, which was awesome. And that really boosted her confidence. Um, but immediately after, uh, her doing that call, I said, I'm going to get you set up with Gwen. And then Gwen came in and started doing, um, I believe we did monthly meetings for a while now. They're even more frequent than that. But you came in and really trained her on some of the imposter syndrome around selling um, and then just some of the tried and true strategies that you taught me that really worked for our industry. Um, and that has been really life-giving because I feel for the first time in five years that I could take a month off my business and everything would run just as smoothly, which is really That's incredible amazing. to say. That is amazing. You know how many people that are like... <laughs> I would... I would really want to know how many, what the percentages of people in this world that can say that. Like, I, I think even the people who are so visible in corporate America couldn't even say that, you know, Victoria, like that's always been, I think the dream though, that you've been wanting to build from the get go is like, you've always family first. Right. Um, and that has always been at the, the core of everything that you do. And that shows up and I'm just, yeah, you're amazing. And I'm learning so much from you, even in this conversation. This is, this is great. And so your brand well business, you specialize in, and by the way, she built my website. So, uh, check it out, gritandtenacityconsulting.com, but you specialize in building websites for female entrepreneurs to help them show up more confidently. Right. And so there's this thing about confidence that I think just goes, um, neglected or is neglected when we're coming from like the business world, right? You're just automatically supposed to have confidence because you went to school for something or you have, you know, letters behind your name. And really there's so many different layers to that onion of feeling confident mm -hmm. and uh, a space for, for people like you and I to help build and champion women, you know, to become the best versions of themselves. And, um, you know, my, my champion might be more internal with like the, the mindset changes and whatnot. And yours is more external. Like, let me, let me, show you, let, let us show the world who you are confidently and how you can serve others through this beautiful website design. So, um, I know how many websites have you built now? Do you know? It's over 500. We don't have the exact amount, but, um, we do anywhere from 85 to a hundred websites a year. 
That's incredible. That's incredible. And their process is fluid and amazing. And um, so if you need, or need a website, I highly recommend, or I only recommend Victoria. So um, <laughs> thank you, Gwen. information in the show notes, if you want to get a link to that. Okay. So that is a wrap for part one with Victoria. And I'm so grateful that she took the time to share her journey and everybody's journey looks different. That's the one thing that I want you all to know. But follow the breadcrumbs. I think that's the biggest piece of advice that Victoria and I would agree upon is you are something is put on your heart for a reason and you need to explore that, look into it, research, and then follow the breadcrumbs, my friend. You never know where it'll lead you. Stay tuned for next week part two as she talks about she built uh, a business to run on its own and also to have recurring income with the branding business school uh, and how that has served her and her family incredibly well. I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the GT podcast, where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. I truly hope you found it inspiring and to be sure to head to my website, gritandtenacityconsulting.com and check the show notes for my contact, free resources and how I can serve you more. And remember, your grit is the best part of you.